Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned. We're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Welcome everybody to episode number six here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. Our guest this week is Justin O'Dell. Justin's a CEO of Team Equine Saddle Pads. Justin and I met a couple years ago when he first brought me on the team. Through our interactions over the years, we've now become friends and Justin was kind enough to share his story about his upbringing, a little bit of the history of Team Equine Saddle Pads, and his goals for the company down the road. Now, Justin was kind enough to assign a promo code for all of our podcast listeners here at Let Freedom Reign. Go ahead and visit TeamEquine.com. Use promo code LFR20, that's LFR20, for 20% off all saddle pad orders. Now, should you find the content of this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on whatever podcast platform you listen to would mean the world to us. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. I hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is Justin O'Dell. Justin O'Dell, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jason. How are you today? Good, good, good. Well, I just want to take a few seconds to thank you very much for making time for Let Freedom Reign and the podcast here and, and kind of sharing your testimony and helping folks. Yes, sir. I appreciate your time today, too, and being able to talk about my journey with horses and and uh, how it's taken a part of my life and been a great, great thing to build on. Good, good, good. So what's new in the saddle pad world? How are things for Team Equine Saddle Pads? Yeah, for our company, we're always continually trying to improve our products, looking at how saddles are made, how horses' backs are changing due to their eating and grazing and weight loss, weight gain. And for us, more than anything, being a saddle pad company in the market, we try to be a saddle pad company that can help out lots of people with lots of horses um, instead of generalizing on one particular horse or one type. So that's our goal and that's our dream is to help as many people as we can and make comfortable horses that perform better. Good, good, good. You guys got any shows coming up or any yeah. traveling? Yeah, we have a local barrel race about four hours away in Rochester, Washington later this month. And then next month we're going to the NBHA finals in Moses Lake, Washington. And then after that, we'll be going to USTRC finals in October in Oklahoma City. And then we'll be going to Equine Affair in Massachusetts and then back to Las Vegas at South Point. Got a few miles ahead of you, it sounds like. Yes, sir. Good, good, good. So the foundation of this podcast, obviously, is how the horses help the human or how the horses can help the humans. Can you just start with a little bio? How 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 did you get started in, in the horses? Yeah. I mean, for me, my, my background started with... Uh, my parents both rode horses. My dad was a team roper. My mom did barrel racing and 4-H activities, was a 4-H leader. And so I kind of grew up around horses and between rodeo and 4-H as a young kid. And as I grew up, and then I kind of got away from horses. And then once I started back with Team Equine back in 2008, I kind of started back on my journey to have a, a partnership with horses again. And it's been it's been great. It's taught me a lot about life and the ups and downs and the successes and failures and in between. So you got started with Team Equine 2008. So it's not like you were necessarily in the business growing up. No, no. My parents were always around horses. Uh, Team Equine was started in 1999. 
by my mom and a business partner, a former business partner. And their goal was to make saddle pads to fit different horses' backs, um, basically getting away from one pad fits all. So, and for me, not being a part of it for a few years and then coming back into it, it was more of just figuring out life and figuring out how horses are a part of my life. And it's been, it's been great to have be a part of what I do. Uh, my wife's a small animal veterinarian in Malala, Oregon, and has her own practice. And she loves horses too, along with our kids that live at home. We have four kids. We have Sean, Noah, Hannah, and Mesa, and ages from three to 12. So it's great to see everybody have a chance to be around horses. And just, you know, we have a farm with four horses. And we have two cows. So love animals. It sounds like you got quite the busy life with a bunch of babies and a bunch of animals and your wife yes, running, a, running a vet deal. And obviously you yeah. kind of calling the shots over there at Team Equine. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. At Team Equine, we just, uh, I've kind of made my way from when I first started there um, back in 2008. We really didn't have much going on then. I mean, in fact, I was outside doing basic chores. Uh, Team Equine's located on my parents' property in Malala, Oregon. And so I didn't get far from home, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, when we first started, we had good intentions, but really didn't have our goals set in front of us. And then over time, we just tried to build and live and learn and, you know, look around us and see what kind of company we want to make. But more than anything, we want a transparent company where everybody feels welcome and at home and like a member of the family, everybody has a voice. And I think that's given us a great opportunity to grow our company along with bringing in athletes and managers to our team that can help us grow and get our name out there nationwide and worldwide. Yeah, that's good stuff. So going back to, uh, you had mentioned you guys started out with the right intentions. However, you didn't have your goals lined up. And often in life, we find ourselves going through any number of struggles or any number of challenges or endeavors. You jump in feet first, not necessarily knowing what the end result is or what the goal is, but can you kind of elaborate on what your guys' intentions were when uh, you got back involved with Team Equine back in 2008? Yeah. So when I came back aboard in 2008, um, I actually used to work for a company called Fastenal Industrial and Construction Supplies. Um, they're a nationwide, worldwide company. And I was a general manager at our local branch in Oregon City, Oregon. And my mom had been talking to me for several years about coming aboard with Team Equine and um, just trying something different in life and being more connected back to horses. And for quite a while, I actually, I kind of put it aside, you know, um, I was trying to grow my career in sales and fast and all and grow my knowledge of how to run a business. Just over time, my mom kept asking me and asking me. So I finally just said, yeah, let's do it. So when I came aboard, um, like I said, we had good good intentions, but really didn't have a rhyme or reason about how to make things work. We, uh, we weren't traveling to trade shows like we do now. We attend 11 to 14 trade shows per year, at least um, nationwide. It was basically just creating a structure. And from my background in Fastenal and just the other members of our company between Tracy, who has a background in manufacturing, and Brenda, um, they're both our seamstresses. Tracy's our shop manager, and she had a great knowledge of different types of manufacturing from welding in between, and Brenda's been a lifelong seamstress. So we basically looked at what we wanted to be as a company and set our goals as far as, you know, we're a Christian faith-based company. God's very important in our lives, and we try to center on that for our business. So when we looked at what we wanted to do differently than what we'd seen in our own company or at the market, we just said, for one, we want a friendly company that makes you feel like home and at family. 
when we first started, when my mom started the company, um, she had great intentions and she went out and she tried to gain access to the market by bringing on um, local and national people to our team and hope to grow the notoriety through that and then the big advertising and spin win magazines and others. And unfortunately, we didn't have the substance behind the product and we didn't have the, the notoriety or the know in the market. Nobody knew who we were. So it, it created a big problem for us and the fact that great intentions can only take you so far, but you also have to work and hard work works. And so we started to look at the market and said, we need to start going to trade shows. And for us, trade shows have been a huge part of, you know, what we do because we like to interact with our customer base. And in general, I mean, there's people that sometimes they come into our booths and we're a great selection, maybe not that day, but maybe down the road. And regardless, we always want people to feel like we're fair and we're friendly. And we appreciate the opportunity to serve um, the horse riding community. No, it's great. I mean, I personally use Team Equine Saddle Pads. I think you guys build a superior product. I think it's a very, very competitive price point. And it allows more people to get into quality stuff rather than getting priced out of the market. I've always had that experience. You know, if I have issues or whatever, I can give you guys a call and I get a hold of a human being and not a phone tree. And it's nice to be associated and have the support of a saddle pad company that is faith-based. And a lot of companies nowadays, you know, they're focused on capital gain and that's great. It is business and you got to make money and you got to pay bills, but customer experience should come first. And I think a lot of these faith-based companies kind of keep that priority at the forefront. Yeah, for us, it's we want to make make sure that the market and our customer base or customers that haven't seen Team Equine yet um, understand that we build products for everybody. And we have three different ways we can build our wool felt line of saddle pads. We can build it in our value, which is our beginner um, starting point. We have our pro line, which is our most popular. It's a mid-market price point. And then we have our premium, our elite products, which are an upper part for us. But we try to make sure all of our saddle pads are priced under $400 and a lot of them under three, even under two in some cases. So um, we want people to feel like no matter what your budget our market pricing is that you're looking at, you can come to us and know that we're going to build the same good quality of products in different lines to meet your meet your budget. So um, that's really important to us. We don't want people to ever come to our booth and feel like we're too exclusive or our price point's too high. Um, we're horse owners too. So we want to make sure we're making great products that meet the market, but also are fair to people just like ourselves for consumers as well. So we want to make sure that pricing things so it makes sense. No, it's great that you guys keep that level head. Tell me a little bit more about, you like to keep that family approach and uh, obviously you guys being a faith-based company. How has that family approach been advantageous and how has it presented challenges? Yeah, I mean, being a family-based company, you know, the great things about it is you learn a lot about your employees. You learn a lot about your yourselves when you go through each day working together. I like the fact that when I go into our office and our manufacturing shop every day that I want to make sure that I'm getting down the level with the employees to where we're all on the same page, we're all on the same level. I don't have hierarchy in our business model. And I do that on purpose because I truly believe that you're only as strong as your weakest link. You want everybody to feel like they have a voice. And again, everything's transparent where if there's a great idea, let's all work together on it. And and the challenges that's also provided is the fact that being a family business sometimes is hard because you have to make business decisions as far as, you know, a strategy and plan 
you want to make the family involved with that, but sometimes you've got to step forward and say, this is what's best for business. And, but at the end of it all, I know that my mom who started the company, you know, and my dad, who's also part of it, they are behind me a hundred percent and want to see this company grow from just basically a dream to a great company in the marketplace. And so, yeah. Good stuff. So let's talk about your approach to business or your business model, however you see fit. How has the life lessons that you've learned in working with horses benefited your business? I think just looking at the fact that, you know, when you get on a horse each time, you would hope that you've worked hard enough to build a partnership with your horse and where you can feel comfortable on your horse and your horse can feel comfortable with you. Um, unfortunately, just like us humans, we're flawed. Horses are flawed as well. And so it's taken the approach of looking at a horse and saying, just like every day when you go into work or you're starting a new project or looking at, you know, going to a trade show is there's a comfort zone that you build through respect and hard work, but there's also the acknowledgement that there's the unknown. And so looking at a horse in correlation to Team Equine as our business, um, it's just taking each day and being grateful for what you have and working hard at it. And that's the same thing. Every time when I go out, I team rope and I've team roped for, you know, over 12 years now off and on. Um, I don't get to team rope as much anymore. Of course, with four kids and a business. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know when you have time for it, but yeah, but no, I, uh, I look forward to each time I get to get on a horse. I actually, this last summer that we're in right now, um, from the beginning back in May, June to now, I've kind of grown back fond the love of team roping again and making that a priority for a while. I actually was going to quit team roping just because I don't have a lot of time to spend on my horses and I, I want to be fair to them too. I want to give them the best home and best life possible, but if there's a better home and a better purpose for them, you know, I want to make sure they get that, but it's been good for me. Like yesterday, my wife and I, we didn't get an actual anniversary date to go out doing anything. So yesterday we got to ride horses out in my parents' team equine arena. And it was great just to try different things with my rope horse, Sonny. He's sometimes skeptical of ropes being around him at different points. And so it's the journey of trying to make him feel comfortable in an uncomfortable situation, which is the same thing that we have to do in businesses building comfort sometimes in uncomfortable markets or situations or if somebody doesn't know who you are when you go to a trade show um, the biggest compliment I can ever get when I go to a trade show is have people walk around to all the other booths um, and there's lots of great booths and the trade shows I go to in general um, but come back to me and say you're the one that made us most feel welcome most at home that makes me feel good because it makes me ultimately feel like I'm doing my job if I do that and people can trust that I'm not there just to sell product I'm there to educate them about our company, but also make them feel at home that they can ask horse questions and we're going to do our best to answer those. Yeah, that's great. So it is tough in life finding balance. And oftentimes when when you start seeing a little success with the horses, you might push yourself a little bit farther and a little bit farther. And there comes a point when something that was pleasurable, you know, going out and working with a horse becomes business. And it sounds like you've experienced it a little bit yourself where you said you walked away from them for a while and now you're you're back with them. What was, in looking back in that journey, what would you say drew you away from the horse and what has brought you back? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, on my teenage years, all my friends, buddies, we rode dirt bikes and four-wheelers and it was just what more my friend group did. Um, I didn't go out and get a chance to travel 
and build up time with horses at that point. And so, you know, when I was away from it, I could still see my dad team roping that whole time. He's team roped since I was born and he's probably going to team rope for many years to come. Um, but I admired the fact of that the hard work that my dad put in along with others and their journey. And I wanted to be around that group because I like the fellowship that horsemanship brings in general uh, to most groups. And the fact that you can go on with an open mind the same way you do with business, like we spoke of earlier and just open mind, open heart, and just listen and have your ears open, but also realize that it's okay to fail sometimes because failing is what's going to build you to be a better horseman and better businessman in general. Yeah. I think that's a great point you bring up and I've struggled with it before is I used to, well, I still am pretty type A personality, right? And I would always strive to be the best in what I did. And it didn't matter whether it was academics or athletics. I always wanted to be the best. And I think for me, I was almost fearful of failing. And I worked so hard at what I did because I was just scared to fail. And there's been a lot of perspective change in myself over the last few years. And I think people have to, in order to grow and in order to develop, whether it's personally or professionally, right, you have to push yourself somewhat out of that comfort zone to grow. Yeah, I think it poses its own challenges sometimes because if you push yourself too far, you can get very, very much discouraged and turned off at whatever your challenge or activity or business might be. So how would you say you guys at Team Equine are trying to push the envelope outside of your comfort zone? Yeah, I mean, when we look at our market, we're a, we're a family-based company and, you know, we're not the largest company in the marketplace. Um, I have a lot of respect for all those companies because they all started from somewhere. They all started from grassroots to where they are now, even the big corporates. Um, they had to start with feet on the ground and people that were motivated to get the name out and get their brands out. And for us, that's something that we constantly try to look at the market and be realistic about where we want to be. I mean, of course, like a lot of businesses, you look at it and you're like, well, if I have more irons in the fire, then we're we're a bigger player. We have more chances to um, grow in the marketplace. But this last year, we've actually taken a step back and said, what are we at our core? And it's it's looking inside yourself, too, and being honest with yourself and saying, you know, I could be a lot of things to a lot of people, or I can be what we're good at and what we believe in, which is our saddle pads. We also have sport boots and we have bell boots and we have cinches and stuff and the cinches and sport boots and bell boots are all great things but at our core we're we're a saddle pack company and that's what our name stands on and so um looking at that it's just a matter of looking at what your abilities are you always want to have goals and dreams and you always want to look forward to things in the future i mean i i i am very blessed to say that you know when we have people that work in our company as far as our team writers and stuff and seeing their excitement on social media and seeing them in person and our managers like yourself and stuff and just seeing that growth i mean seeing that go further than what i could take it at some point has been great and so i i feel great for that i look at life differently you know my daughter mesa uh, my my daughter mesa through my wife kimberly and i um, we've had to go on a journey. Mesa has muscular dystrophy and it's still undiagnosed. They don't know which type. And we've taken her in for lots of tests. Um, like yesterday, we took her in for a cardiology appointment. Her heart's fine, so that's great. But when you go to places like Shriners and Dornbeckers and you see families going through so much and still put a smile on your face, it makes you take a step back from your regular world 
and makes you appreciate each and everything and realize that we're not perfect people. But if you can work hard and realize that we're all in this together, I mean, we might be different types of people, but as long as you work together, that's been a big thing. So when people say, why is your name Team Equine? It's together to win, effort to win, attitude to win, and making a champions. And that name was there before I started. But when I coached youth football for third and fourth graders, um, that was our motto. And so that was building teamwork there. But it goes back to you're always going to have struggles in business. But if you can be realistic of what your attainable goals are and then plan for the future past that and don't be afraid again to fail. Put it out there because the worst thing that's going to happen if you put it out there and it doesn't come to fruition is you tried and now it's time to try something else. Yeah, that's incredible perspective. And I mean, my heart goes out to you. I can only imagine going through what you're going through with Mesa. And it obviously changes your guys' perspective because you realize how valuable life is and how precious those moments are with your daughter. And it provides almost a, in my opinion, it would provide more of a clarity on life, right? So yeah. many people get caught up in, like you said, with your with your company, right? Uh, cinches and sport boots and saddle pads. I mean, you go in so many directions, but when you're going through the challenges you're going through, it kind of grounds you and, and, and you find your way. And, and from a business model, you pull yourself back in, right? And make that focus towards saddle pads. I thought you brought up some great points about life getting too busy sometimes, or you get pulled in too many directions and you're not accomplishing much at all. And, and sometimes you do have to pull the reins back in self-reflection and focus yourself on a more solitude or, or fewer number of goals. If you're not right and if you're not good for yourself, how can you expect to be good for others, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest things I've also tried to make better choices with is the amount of trade shows. I, I primarily travel around the country all the way as far as Massachusetts for the trade shows we go to. And, you know, my wife and kids would love to have me at home and stuff. So I'm hoping that the hard work we put in now will pay off in the future. But ultimately, at the end of the day, this is my family's business and I'm very passionate about it. But I'm also realistic that family comes first. And when it comes to my own family, my own kids, I don't want to miss out on those precious moments and look back and say, well, you know, we're a few points higher than what we would have been, but I was never there for those moments. And so that's a big thing that I'm going to try to focus on in the future for myself and even for our employees, like our shop manager, Tracy, all of our employees are very hardworking. Um, Tracy didn't want to take vacation this month, for example. And, you know, I pulled her aside and I said, you know, we're going to, we're going to set this on the calendar. Let's plan ahead. Let's plan around. And you go take your vacation because I want you to fill up your battery with life outside of this, because when you come back, you're going to be more charged for this. No, you, you hit the nail on the head with that. I've, I've personally lived it to where I dedicated myself professionally to a point where it was counterintuitive. You talk about cha or charging your life's battery. I mean, I was going at a pace that professionally was bringing me a little bit of success and, and I was doing well, but personally I was just burnt out and I wasn't involved and it was a tough lesson to learn and I'm, I'm very fortunate for the lesson. And now I almost focus less on my professional life and more on my personal life, you know, and spending time with the family and doing things that I enjoy and making sure I'm staying in shape and eating well. And I found that even though I'm dedicating less to my professional life, I'm actually getting more out of it and getting better results, uh, which is a tough lesson for a lot of folks to learn, especially when the success of a business is on your shoulders, you know, such as yourself. Yeah, 
and you know we're really blessed to work with you jason over the last few years we've been working with you i mean we can look at your drive and your motivation to get out there and it's you know it's great that you can step back and have that same perspective of you know your successes you've had in life but ultimately your success in faith and family is above all else you can always create a new career or find another job if you're a, a motivated hard-working person that has determination and drive but it's it's great that it's, it's evenly yoked and it's shared as far as the perspective and that's that's what's for me above and beyond all else is the human factor of everything when it comes back to things um it's great when people recognize our brand when we go around the country but it's also great to see those faces that come back and remember me year after year or other members of our team so i think it just comes back down to figuring out your blessings in life and how you're going to get to where you want to be faith for me is very important um praying for things that are important in your life and people have different faith levels and bases for us i don't look at and judge outside you know when you look around the world around you there's plenty enough people talking about everything else that's happening and i think one can get caught up in that and not disconnect from that and really realize what's important in front of them it's like getting on your horse and stuff my you know some of my happiest times is when i can go and ride my horse it's the end of the work day it's tuesday or thursday during the summertime at my parents house and i can say okay it's time to rope you know and i look forward to roping with our group of people we have and getting out in the arena and just having the opportunity to be there and live it i'll never get to have the chance to do the rodeo life like a lot of our members or you know the horsemanship end but i have complete respect for all that appreciate that as much as i understand all of it and so for me like giving back's important we've donated to different causes and like from muscular dystrophy to shriners to you know i'm spending some time this summer at the canby rodeo which comes up uh the 14th through the 18th of this month and for me i was the 4-h kid that came to the arena i was the kid that came with my dad when he used to team rope on the same fairgrounds and my kids started going there and you know as busy as my schedule is um it was like what else can i do to make this better for other people for that perspective it was less of trying to brand our company and say oh you know our company is doing a good deed because i think that if people realize who you are and what you're connected to they'll appreciate that but i don't think sometimes you have to say it you just walk it and you live it and so i look forward to being a part of it i mean my job is going to be kind of menial but it's going to be fun i guess i'm going to be a parking tent for rodeo people coming into the fairgrounds <laughs> which is funny and i've already been pre-warned about different things but um yeah i mean it's just a matter of giving back and being a part of it and you know i hope as team equine grows um we can find more avenues and projects to give back to and um, we do a lot of donations through gift certificates to memorial benefit ropings and barrel races and other groups like that and for us when we look at the gift certificates we look at that as an opportunity to say you know what we're doing this because we can not because we have to it's because we want to and we also you know anybody that's ever competed in anything in life everybody has a different perspective of you know not everybody gets a trophy or whatnot but when it comes to gift certificates and stuff it's more of hey you're out here and you're appreciated but the other part of that is we've had a lot of people that have raised money for their causes um by using our gift certificates and that's just one means of us trying to reconnect to the market and make sure that at the base level we appreciate being around everybody and just feel blessed to have a chance to grow our products in the market 
Yeah, it's been a great ride with you guys. And my perspective changed a few years back. Uh, I was introduced to a motivational speaker by the name of Inky Johnson. He talks about a concept of investing yourself in something greater than you as a person. And it took me a while to kind of do that over and figure out what that was supposed to mean and, and what my role was in that. The lion's share of my life to that point had been about me. Um, I was a pretty successful athlete. I was doing well in my profession. I consider myself fairly educated, uh, multiple degrees and, and things of that sort, but everything was about me. It was about how hard could I train or how much time could I spend in the books or how much more could I invest into into my profession. And once I took a step back and the horse kind of introduced it to me, once I could take a step back and give back to folks like the horse did to me, I mean, there was a, there was a point when I was just flat burnt out. I mean, I, I had a very, very good career and I still have that career. And I was ready to just give it up and go work at the local burger shop just because I didn't want the stress and the pressure anymore. And the horse helped me kind of find my way and taught me how to step back and, and enjoy life for what it is. And I'm talking every fleeting moment of life, uh, not just the victories and some of the pitfalls as well. And what the horse taught me was that we can invest ourselves into something greater and helping others. And in my case, it was the horse. I watched a lot of people ride and and they expected a lot out of their animals, but I watch those same individuals and they're not given anything in return. And I didn't find that fair at all. And my team sports background, I just couldn't understand how you could expect so much from a teammate, yet not do anything in return. So I started to look into tack and equipment and diet and health and all sorts of facets. And I was working with different vets and business owners and saddle makers and I was introduced to you all through another company, and and I'm glad we had those early conversations because it's been a great ride. I've been able to see a different side of the the equine business. I truly believe your guys' product is the most versatile product out there. I think it offers a horse phenomenal support and varying levels of confirmation or varying disciplines. And investing myself in others, my life has become so much more rewarding, and I think it's it's something that we lose sight of as people in a world of instant gratification that we live in. You know, it's all about me and how fast can I achieve my goals or, or get my fix. And sometimes we need to take a step back and realize that not everybody might have got a fair shake like we got. Or especially in the horse industry, you know, you just follow the people that have come ahead of you and you, you take their word for gospel and don't seek out the expertise. Well, the folks that have obtained that expertise... They owe it to the next generations as an investment to to help educate and help teach folks the right way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, when I look at seeing how people approach horses and what that partnership means and the levels people care about their horses, whether it be in medicine or in, in grooming or in the way they feed their horse or just their passion they have to be around the horses and do different things. I mean, I can say for me, um, you know, I team rope pretty much is all I do with my horses, but I do look at other people's journeys when they go on trail rides and they get to do things. And, you know, I admire that, that they have more of a connection to a horse by doing that. And they build more within themselves and within their horse by doing that. And I think that carries over to, you know, when you look at life and stuff as, just because you're good at one thing or you do one thing doesn't mean you can't broaden your horizons and try other things and get out there and 
have fun with it and stuff. So, I mean, it's great to see, you know, our kids ride horses. Our oldest son, Sean, he's rode horses briefly and stuff. And, you know, it's not his favorite thing, but he still goes out there and he appreciates what it is. And uh, daughter, Hannah, she's 11. She's been that kid that loves to get on a barrel racing horse and kick holes and get around barrels, but didn't really understand the horsemanship side. So it's been great to see her grow through 4-H more horsemanship skills and our son Noah who's also 11 he uh is kind of like his brother you know not as much about the horses but he decided this year he wanted to try 4-H because one of his friends was on there and I think that you know it's been scary for him because it's the unknown and you know you're trusting an animal beneath you to to move and to go forward and you're you're trusting that if you communicate if you work together if you have faith in each other then great things can happen each time even if it, again if we endure failures we can keep trying and stuff and then our youngest daughter mesa uh she's a horse nut so she's gonna have no problem loving lots of horses and wanting to ride as long as she can and stuff so and my wife kimberly she loves horses being a small animal vet um i actually i ended up rescuing two mare full pairs that were going to go to the kill pen in yakima washington and we went on craigslist and i was at a show in denver Colorado and it was a slower show and it was like oh you know okay let's look on the computer and wouldn't this be great to have these horses and I didn't know what rescue horses came with and our rescue horses came with strangles and other ailments which were costly and burdensome but it taught you that you can't just look at something and not realize there's more to it and not realize that you got to do your homework you got to you got to look into things and appreciate it I don't regret that because learning the lesson of we thought that the magic cure would be bring these horses in and, you know, even though they don't have any training, we're going to be able to make this happen or we'll, we'll figure out a way. And then realizing, whoa, it's going to be expensive to train these horses and we don't really know how to do it. I mean, I don't have any business being on Colts, but our Colt Leo, um, who's now in training at Mike Marriott's in Malala, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, we had another trainer, uh, Bree, who was local out in the Beaver Creek area and she's trained him off and on. And so I thought, well, let's get on Leo. This is going to be fun. You know, come on, my rope horses are push button pretty much besides a few flaws here and there. And the first time I got on Leo, it was like, uh, yeah, all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, I was on the end of a lunge line. And then from there we took Leo over to my parents' house into a small pen. I rode him in figure eights and felt good. And then we took him out to a roping day. Well, he's used to being around our cattle and stuff. So that's not a big deal. But when they go to, rope and they went to go open the chute i didn't know any better had my spurs on and next thing i know leo hears the chute open and he's getting a buck in and moving and i'm gripping with my legs and forgetting about my spurs and um simon who works at the coleman ranch nearby and some others are yelling no 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 take your legs out take your legs out you're spurring them don't put your spurs in just that feeling of holy cow did did i realize what i was getting myself into um and part of me with that, I want to just kind of say, you know what, Leo's not for me. I'm better with my push button horses, but one of my horses was just retired recently. Um, he's 24. His name's Hunter. And just going, you know, I want to keep doing this. So my parents were um, kind enough to get training for Leo. So I look forward to having a horse with a little bit more um, knowledge and some more buttons that I can figure out along the way with the trainers and stuff. So, um, but yeah, at, at the end of the day, uh, Tracy, our shop manager, she rides and ropes. 
and she's had a lifetime of horse experience. Her husband, Larry, he's a farrier and they both do farrier work and um, both have done horsemanship and all types of different horse riding and roping and, you know, having my parents grow up that are uh, head seamstress, Brenda, you know, she has a granddaughter that's in 4-H as well, like our kids, and she's been around horses, her family rides as well. Um, Jessica Ty, who works for us part-time, she's actually leaving for college here soon, um, which is great, and she's a very hardworking young lady. And so she also does all kinds of rodeo events and she's done all kinds of horsemanship in her family as well. So it's kind of, it's funny how life intersects, but then it comes back down to simplicity sometimes. And it's great to be a part of that. No, that's what I, I tell a lot of folks. Uh, we're very blessed, those of us who have the opportunity to interact with horses, own horses, lease horses, ride horses, whatever your involvement is. I mean, when it comes down to it, God's entrusted us with the care of that animal. And if you think about the power of that alone, uh, that's kind of been my sole motivating purpose. And I, like you, tried to get into some horse endeavors, and I, I realized very quickly that I was in over my head, and I only got so many days left on earth, and I needed to seek a little better guidance for me to grow as a horseman, because my my personal perspective is, is we as human beings mess up more things than, than than we get right when it comes to horses. And a lot of people want to place blame on the animal, but oftentimes it's us not being aware, like, you know, you describe squeezing up on that horse and, and burying your spurs in a young horse that's already panicking and, and can't kind of figure things out. So for me, you know, I sought guidance from a mentor of mine out in Texas, and it's been incredible for me to understand how complicated we make things as human beings. I mean, the horse is a relatively simple animal, right? They want to be left alone and they want to be fed. But truly understanding how to work with the horses, it's extremely powerful of how, how aware you have to be of yourself in order to gain that animal's trust and, and be able to effectively communicate with that animal. And it's a pursuit that I can say I'll probably never give up. The tough part is with the horse industry is that it's unregulated, right? So, I mean, you can go print business cards right now, calling yourself a horse trainer doesn't mean you're no good at it. But finding those folks that are in constant pursuit of education and and trying to reinvent themselves and, and are willing to try stuff. That's, that's been my biggest draw in it. And I think that's been my biggest draw with, with working with you all at team equine is that you're always looking to push the envelope. You're always open to any form of criticism, you know, if a pad's working out and it's great, good. That's what we intended on doing. That being said, if something comes out and it's flawed and there's an issue, you're more than willing to jump on it and fix that problem as well. So for me, it's incredible how the horse teaches human beings accountability yeah, absolutely. I mean, for us, you know, it comes like the saddle pads. There's a lot of other companies in the market. Again, I have a lot of respect for all those companies that are out there and working hard and are positive companies. Um, regardless of being competition or not, I think that it's it's making the environment for the market better when you have people that are out there to make better products for horses. But when I look at it, for us, a lot of people don't know that, you know, the fact that we're a custom shop, every saddle pad is hand cut and handmade from start to scratch and stuff. And so we get people that don't realize that we can make different sizes of saddle pads or we can make different types of corrective or protective saddle pads. And they're so used to going into a local store and seeing one type that they just kind of get caught in a generic phase, I guess is what I'd call it, where they just feel like, oh, years ago, the tax stores used to have a lot more inventory of that or the farm and ranch stores. Of course, as business moves and changes and new products come out, they've got to 
readjust their inventory to see what makes sense for the marketplace. But um, for us, like we work with Wilco Farm Stores locally here in the Oregon and Washington area. And we've been so blessed to work with them because they look at our products, you know, not only the fact that we're local, but we care about making great products for horses. And it's always, it's a proud moment for me, of course, to go into any of our dealers and see that. But, you know, when you get to take your kids into a store like Woco, or, you know, if it's Double H or whatever the case may be, Union Mills Feed Store, any of our other locals or nationwide chains, it's just, it's cool to walk in there and have our kids or have people that know us look at that. And they're like, that's Team Equine. I, I know those guys and stuff. And it's not... It's not braggery for us. It's more just the fact of appreciating the fact that companies give us an opportunity to grow our business. And, you know, years ago we looked at it and we really wanted to kind of light the market on fire and brick and mortar and everything else and get out there. And then we took a step back and realized that, again, um, being smart to work within your means, but also have goals on top of that. And so, you know, that's kind of went back to life and stuff. And, it's awesome to see like the people on our team, like the diversity in our team, anywhere from somebody like yourself, it's such a hard worker and so, so loving of his family and his life and his faith. And to see others on our team, like one of our members, Heather, Louisiana, she's in the national guard reserves and she is out fighting fires right now. That's what they have her doing. And she's also does other types of endeavors through the military and everything else. She's been overseas and whatnot. And she does the retired racehorse project. Um, so she does that race across the country and stuff at her events. And then to see Chad Mathis in Missouri, who um, is a team roper and is an awesome mentor, um, not only in team roping, but also in life. And then to see, you know, Jonathan Robles and I, I could go on and on. There's so many great people on our team that exemplify if given an opportunity and goals are put out there you can find great people if you communicate. Sometimes with the team stuff, it's hard. You don't always find the people that make sense for your business or you don't make sense for their business. Um, and we've been through um, different rounds of people. And for us, I never walk away as in my role with Team Equine as far as being upset that it didn't work out. I look at it like it was a journey and it's time to turn the page and you find other people that want to be a part of it. I would hope that people that are on our team um, feel appreciated feel respected and feel like they have a voice. And that's, you know, that goes back to the, you know, our company, you know, when we look at it, we want everybody to be able to say, Hey, you know, let's, let's look at doing this different. And I always love going to the trade shows and hearing all the stories. I mean, you go to places like Oklahoma city and you're like, well, the build up front of a saddle pad, we have this. And they're like, yeah, well, 40 years ago, we used bank bags and kind of makes you chuckle at, you know, the evolution of horses and products and everything else. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel blessed to be a part of it all. And, you know, I hope going years down the road in the future that we just continue, no matter what level of success, that we realize that we put our pants on one leg at a time and look around us and appreciate what we're what we're given that opportunity to gain or be a part of in life. No, it's been great. Those people that you speak about in that last portion are a huge catalyst for this podcast and my journey. I mean, I truly believe I have met some of the toughest human beings out there. They're not on billboards. They're not on TV commercials, right? They're out working as hard as they can every day to pay bills. And we have folks from all different walks of life, people that are brand brand new to the horse industry, all the way up to people that have, you know, competed that one great week in, in December in Las Vegas, CEOs of companies and 
musicians, people from all walks of life, but the the greatest joy of it is that the horses are a common thread and there's so many avenues to learn. There's so many benefits, I feel, you know, from being involved in the horse industry and it's it's sharing those people's testimonies and their challenges and helping the next man, you know, leaving that legacy of of life lessons learned and trying to make it a little bit easier on the generations that are coming up behind us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you know, with all of our team members, I think we have 50, over 50 team members and stuff. And, you know, I mentioned a few of them today, but we're so blessed. I mean, we've got, I could go on and on about what we have for team members and what we hope to have for team members in the future. I mean, uh, you know, when we look at what we have, we're always looking to diversify the types of people that we bring in and to our family of team equine, you know, as far as in the future, having rainers and different types of horsemanship skills and riding and everything else. And, you know, it's kind of a cool part is to look at it, you know, at our base, we're team ropers. And then to say, oh, well, geez, you know, we've got a guy like Jonathan Robles who does horsemanship training and he's constantly on social media um, along with our other members, like I spoke of earlier and all the rest of them and stuff. Um, but you look at that and you're like, you can see your brand on people and it just makes you feel again coming back to feeling blessed and to see people take what you have and take it to other places um it's fun and it's it's exciting for sure so yeah i i just look forward to keeping the idea of being a down-to-earth company and making people feel at home with our with our family um it's a big thing whether you're a dealer a retailer a wholesaler whatever the case a, a team member a uh, family member of a team member, whatever it is, I want everybody to feel like they're family and that um, it's home when you when you deal with with our company, Team Equine. So where can where can folks find you and your products? Yeah, so we go to, like I said earlier, we go to 11 to 14 trade shows around the country, um, all the way all the way from Oregon um, to California. We go to Colorado, um, Las Vegas, as far as Madison, Wisconsin, Columbus, Ohio. Um, West Springfield, Massachusetts. And so they can find us there at the trade shows. Again, that's something we love to do to let people touch and see our products. You know, in the future, we we'll, might go back to more of the print advertising and the online advertising. Um, we're also active on our social media. And we have our website, teamequine.com, which we also have products on there for sale. And with that, you know, we're not doing that to compete against our dealers that we love and appreciate. It's more just a matter of, you know, looking at the marketplace nowadays, most all companies have an online presence. We like to think of it more as we're working with our wholesalers and retailers um, with that to let them see other products. They might have products from our lines and lot in their mind that they think are going to work great for their store, but also, hey, you know, I had a customer buy this off your website, for example, and, you know, wow, I'd really like to start carrying that product. And it's just a little little sparks like that where you look at it as a positive of growth and working together. But yeah, we have a network of brick and mortar stores that's on our dealer site on teamequine.com. And we're always looking for new dealers and new opportunities. We usually get quite a few each month. And we're hopeful that, you know, if you look at the reality of if you had 10 dealers, if you got five to seven of them that were really a good match for you and you for them, then that's a good thing. I just hope in the future we can continue to find avenues to grow our grow our name and grow our service and grow our products and grow the opportunity to touch people and horses' lives. Yeah, that's awesome. And and we've covered a lot of ground in this last hour or so and talked about many different aspects of 
uh, lessons learned from the horse. Do you have any parting words for folks or, or any, any advice you would like to pass along as, as something maybe you live by or, or that one light bulb moment that you had with horses that, that maybe another person could benefit from? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been said by many people, but for me, like, you know, when I heard Denzel Washington and he said in one of his speeches he gave at a university and other places, hard work works. If you work hard, good things will come to you. That's the basis of it. And that's what I hope everybody can look at. If you work hard, you know, no matter what your struggles are, whether it's in your saddle or in your life, you can overcome that. And there's people around you that want to be a part of that and be a part of your family and help you grow. Be open to be open to change, be open to fail, be open to to gain knowledge and wisdom. And for us at Team Equine, we just hope to have the opportunity to serve horse owners and the horses themselves and give them the best fit under saddle possible. Uh, there's a lot of great saddle makers out there and and we'd love to be a part of that market as we grow um, to be making great saddle pads to fit all the great saddle makers and then also to fit the horses across the United States and worldwide. So with that, I really appreciate your time today, Jason. Yeah, thank you very much for making time for Let Freedom Rain. We enjoy having you on the show, and maybe we'll revisit this topic down the road and see see how Team Make One has grown and how you're out helping other folks. Yes, sir. Well, again, I appreciate your time. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about our company and my journey with horses. And um, again, we appreciate having you on the team, Jason. You've been an awesome member and awesome manager to our team, and we look forward to growing our relationship with you and within horses and beyond. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you all very much. Have a great day. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this episode of Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, you can find us on social media under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. If you want to support the growth of this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, we thank you, and we'll see you on the next one.